Now streaming, the Netflix and Swill podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Netflix and Swill podcast, your source for Netflix news, reviews, and booze. I'm Caleb. And I've been up for an hour and a half today. Uh, it is 7.30 in the morning. This is wildly atypical, but we're trying to fuck this pig so I can uh, get the fuck out of here and uh, come to North Carolina where you live and punch you right in the face. Uh, I hope so, because, uh, th- look, I made a lot of mistakes this week. One of them was the way I scheduled myself, because I basically went for live stream for the cure. I'm like, I'm available anytime. And then everyone's like half sort of getting back to me. And then Nick sent out another email, and now people are starting to get back to me. So it's like, oh, okay, well, now I have to schedule everything for Saturday. Uh, I have a, a Zack Snyder movie to watch in theaters with uh, a bald man. And uh, I also have to finish uh, two series because we're psychopaths. What the fuck Zack Snyder movie is in theaters? Army of the Dead. Oh, shit. Yeah, I forgot that was select theaters. Yeah, select theaters being Cinemark, who yeah. uh, notoriously didn't show Netflix movies before, but they need people to go to the theater. Yeah, it it's almost like Netflix is a cornerstone of the industry now in uh you know, refusing to deal business with them will cause your business to suffer. I mean, yeah. Suck it, Spielberg. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I do wonder. I, I'm going to be very curious to see, like, what the one-week numbers were for Army of the Dead. Because, like, our showing, because uh, I went with Gerald, was uh, about half full, which is correct, because the theater was still enforcing its social distancing policies. So, uh, how are you? I haven't asked. Uh, I'm doing all right. I had a, a an interesting work situation this week. Uh, we hired a new person, uh, and he was no longer employed with us by 7.45 on his second day. Gotta love it. So he it. made it a, a day in 45 minutes, because <laughs> he was uh, totally fucking useless, and I told him that... If you're not going to listen to me and can't do simple things and like can't do the work, then like I can't use you. So think about whether you need this job or not. Right. And apparently that was mean. How like how old was this kid? Was this like uh, one of those millennials who's probably been coddled since the day they were born? Yeah, he's 26, I think. Mm. Live yeah. lives with his mom. Hey, uh, I mean. Let's be fair. I lived with my parents until I was 30. Yeah, well, yeah. Like, after college and stuff, I moved back in with my parents for a little bit until stuff started happening. But, um, like, I'm not going to shame anyone for that. Um, but, like, I don't know. It just seemed like he didn't really know how to do anything and didn't want to make the effort to try. Um, I don't know. I, like, I'll give anybody a shot. But like, I don't know, it seemed like he had some issues. I could I could tell you some of the stuff that he said and did, but like to be honest, it would it would sound like I'm making it up. <laughs> uh, that sounds right. Cause uh at one point we were we were kinda slow 
and uh, he was like, hey, do you mind if I go clean out my car real quick? And I was like, yeah, sure. You got some trash or whatever you want to throw away. Take 10 minutes. Go ahead. Uh, like an hour later, I'm like, where the fuck is Brian? And I like step out front and he's like got his windshield wipers popped up and he's like cleaning underneath, like getting all the little leaves and shit out and like has his windows rolled down and he's blasting the fucking beach boys. And I was just like, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm cleaning my car. And I'm like, I didn't know you were going to fucking hand wash every inch of your car. Like, go fucking do something. Right. And he's like, well, you should have said. And I was like, what? D- do you really think I should have said? <laughs> Bro, what? Like, and it was just like an entire day of shit like that. Like, how would you ever think that this is appropriate? I'm just so confused. Like, who thinks that you should, like, I'm going to be on the clock. I should go wash my fucking car. Like, what? Like, like yeah, like you would say, like, hey, I need to go clean out my car. I, a normal human being assumes that means, oh, you have some trash in there that you want to pick up. It will take, yeah, about 10 minutes. It, like, it's not like it's this, the scene in Pulp Fiction where they shoot Marvin in the face and they got to clean up all the bits of brain and skull. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was not a normal person. <laughs> well, cl- clearly. Oh my god. So, yeah, that was that was my nightmare. That sounds like a nightmare. Uh, and that sounds like why I don't want to, you know, manage people because like I have a very very easy tell when I'm frustrated. So, like that kid that he probably would have quit faster. Uh, and I would have had several complaints lobbied against me if I was the manager of your establishment or the assistant manager of your establishment or assistant to the manager of your establishment. <laughs> well, I don't know all my coworkers because like I'm usually pretty even keel, but like they were like, man, I've never seen you this pissed before. And I was like, listen, I'm a very patient man, but nobody's that fucking patient. Yeah, that's uh, dude. I, I I don't I don't get how somebody like that thinks any of that. But I mean, like I I, I guess I just don't understand this human being. <sighs> Someday doctors will form theories about it, and we'll come to some sort of understanding. Uh, speaking of frustration, let's do what's your swill? Can we please get some alcohol into my mouth? He hates these cans. <laughs> I can! Uh, I, I have coffee. Yeah, it's 7.30 in the morning. Um, I'm having a Bud Light, which is pretty much uh, what par for the course used to be for this show, and I'm trying to get back to garbage. I mean, that's fair. Uh, have you... I don't think I showed you this in, uh, in our Discord, but uh, there's, a, there's a very funny TikTok that goes around... Uh, it's like, anytime you're in an argument with your, your significant other, just tell her. And, and like, she, she says something, you, you, or you say something she doesn't like, you just tell her, Bud Light. And everyone's like, what the fuck does Bud Light mean? Bitch, you don't like it. Go home then. Man, if idiots could fly, TikTok would be an airport. Mm-hmm. Great TikTok. Love it. It's a uh, classic 80, 80s and 90s uh Hey, women are starting to gain uh, sentience. Let's let's fuck with them. 
Well, sentience is just the ability to, uh, like, feel and experience emotions and stuff. Like, sapience is the capacity for higher thought, so. Okay, well then, it'd it be sapience. This is a joke. This is this is a joke. Women women have been able to think for years and, and decades and centuries. Yeah, but, like, that's that's that kind of humor of, like, hey, women are capable of independent thought now. Let let's let's shut that shit down. I was I was idly browsing Reddit this morning and somehow uh, clicked on a link for a subreddit called Conservative Con- Cartoons, and it was like the cringiest, most unfunny thing ever. Oh, uh, it's probably because it was put in like shit conservative. It was in best say. of. Oh, the, there was a there was a comment that was linked to in best of. Where somebody was explaining that taxation isn't theft, and it was like, I mean, "Hey, you know all the all the groceries that you buy were brought there on like a publicly owned system of roads. If you think that taxation is theft, then you can never go to the grocery store again." I mean, I get it. I don't know. Uh, I used to think that because I used to look at my paychecks and be like, "Why is half of my check gone?" <laughs> I've said this before, but like. The only tax that we should have is just, like, a sales tax, because rich people buy more, and then taxation is fair. Yeah, and but then you'd have, like, that, like, rich people black market, where, uh, you know, they just sell shit to each other for, like, a slightly higher price, and then things don't get yeah. put down on books. There's always going to be loopholes to any, to any system. It's true. But, uh, you know, we can... Make it so the penalty for tax evasion is uh, death by firing squad. It is more than two years in prison with Wesley Snipes. <laughs> uh, remember when Wesley Snipes killed Mr. Peanut? Uh, no, actually. <laughs> uh, hey, so there's a couple things. Uh, this episode will be out uh, right before Five Stream for the Cure begins. Uh, five Stream for the Cure. Or live stream for the Cure Five, uh, the Reckoning is uh, happening. It's uh, May nineteenth through the twenty third. Uh, our segment will be three hundred sixty five days. Uh, the Netflix uh, thing that exists. Uh, our segment is May twenty first at three p.m. Eastern time. Uh, I don't know. St- I don't know the difference between standard and daylight savings time anymore. I've given up. Uh, so should the entire United States give up. Uh, regarding daylight savings time, but uh, if you want to watch our stuff, uh, you know, tune in live, donate that kind of good stuff. Uh, or if you can't, yeah. uh, it'll be next week's episode. Live stream for the Cure Five: The Dream Child. What's what's uh what's what's Nightmare Five? It's the Dream Child. Oh, that's Dream Child. Okay, no, well, I think New night- Nightmare is six or seven. Okay, I've only seen the one, so. Uh, I can't even remember what the fuck Halloween vibe is, <laughs> and I don't want I, to. I saw, I forget what I was watching, uh, I was watching some Red Letter Media video earlier today, and it showed a clip from Nightmare 5, The Dream Child, and it was just Freddy saying bitch, and I was like, aw, bitch. <laughs> Fucking scary, Terry. Uh, <laughs> one other thing that I wanted to pimp out. For our good friends over at Space Weather, they put out a cover of the Lil Nas X song Montero. Uh, 
parentheses, oh, call me by your name. So, uh, Caleb, I put that in our music chat thing in Discord, and I don't think you ever saw it. I don't think I did. I'll have to go over there and check it out. So, uh, link will be in the show notes if you want to check that out. Uh, it'll be the YouTube link, and just be wary, everybody. Uh, if you're somebody who is sensitive to f- uh, photosensitive stuff, like strobing effects, uh, maybe just listen to this in the background. All right, let's uh, do some news. Oh, shit, it's mail time. All right. All right uh, uh, oh, go ahead. Yeah, you take the helm on this one. I think you're more kind of tuned into what this is. Uh, I'm not. I I don't know what this is, and I don't know who this is for. But uh, so... <laughs> Uh, Netflix is looking into creating a future on- a qu- uh, a quote future online space where you can learn more about the Netflix shows and things related to them unquote according to a new survey from the streamer in the survey such content uh, uh, content such as user generated playlists uh, podcasts and how tos are named specifically now of course we're a podcast about Netflix uh, I can how how tos I like hey here's a <laughs> DIY for how you can add stranger things to your list or like here's how you give a thumbs up or thumbs down or (laughs) here's how you change the audio settings like who needs that this is like this is a non-announcement like hey we want to make a website do you guys want a website we're gonna do one i'm wondering if they're gonna like just fully integrate it into netflix apps like if they did that I would be more like, oh, okay, sure. But this is just like, hey, go to another place to find all this shit. And it's like, who wants that? Make a make an all-in-one platform. If you make an all-in-one platform, they will come. Yeah. I'm referencing, of course, your favorite father-son movie. Yeah. The, the movie that makes me wish that I had a dad, where Kevin Costner gets to play baseball with his dad. Oh, fuck, that is Kevin Costner. I forget that every time. It's been so long since I've seen Field of Dreams. <laughs> uh, James Earl Jones is also in that movie. Yeah. He's fantastic. Uh, he gets to walk out into the corn and disappear into the spirit realm. <laughs> Which, like, it's weird because, like, he's just, like, a human when he does that. But, like, he apparently, like ascends into heaven and it's like did james earl jones just die i mean no one knows it's just a thing that happens uh back back to this died look uh it's gonna be a bunch of netflix branded shit uh i i know like there was some thought like oh maybe my 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 podcast review for this this series or movie will be put on the netflix and it's like no that's not happening netflix wants to control their own marketing uh, which uh, th- they're more than allowed to do. It's just they're not going to put any like third-party content on their shit. It's not going to happen unless like you're actually blowing them, which uh, this show doesn't do. Yeah. Unless it's Castlevania. I don't know if I would blow Netflix or not. They've never pulled their penis out in front of me. Uh, They've because never Because indecent exposure is a class two felony. Hey, all you can do <laughs> is ask, and the worst that I could say was no. Uh, don't talk, watch. Don't talk, watch. I've been watching that video so much. Because <laughs> I heard they're doing another... 
they're doing <laughs> they're doing another Aqua Teen movie. So I've been watching the fucking video for Mastodon's "Cut You with a Linoleum Knife" like seven times in the last week. Uh, speaking of don't talk, watch. I had a fucking movie talker last night, and it was fucking infuriating. And I'm like, oh, this is why I hate the movie theater. Yeah, after all this time, we get to go back, and you got a goddamn movie talker. All right, let's do uh, let's do some downstream. Baby, I can't control the internet. That's my favorite line! Uh, our first trailer is for Fatherhood. This Father's Day weekend, Kevin Hart stars in a heartwarming, funny, and emotional true story about a widower taking on one of the toughest jobs in the world, fatherhood. Alfre Woodard, Little Rail Howery, uh, DeWanda Wise, Anthony Kerrigan, and Paul Reiser round out this all-star cast. Paul Reiser. Watch Fatherhood on Netflix on June 18th. Was Paul Reiser in the trailer? That's what I wanted to ask you, because I only saw one, like, white person in the trailer, and it was in the scene where, like, three of them were singing to the baby to make it fall asleep. And that was not Paul Reiser. I hope that's not Paul Reiser, because it looks like, uh, if it is Paul Reiser, he's undergoing, like, extensive chemo treatment. (laughs) Thank you for saying what I was thinking. (laughs) I'm sorry, but, like, it's, it's right there, surface level. See, that's why I will never go full bald on my head, is because I don't want people to think that's happening to me, and there's, not, and there's nothing against that. It's just like, I don't want the questions and people being like, oh my god, is that man okay? So I will maintain the beard and, and, and peach fuzz. Uh, as for this actual movie, it, it looks actually really good. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Kevin Hart, but like, uh, you know, this is kind of a more serious role and then he just kind of does his japery on the side but it's like an emotional heartfelt movie about uh his relationship with his daughter and like how he's trying to fill the role of both parents so yeah uh it, it looks okay i wish that kevin hart was my dad things would be different yes you you'd have uh kevin hart money in order to do whatever you wanted that's true Man, I wish I had Kevin Hart money. I'd spend mine. I'll take this one. Uh, our next trailer is for Lupin Part 2. Uh, Assange's quest for revenge against uh, Hubert Pellegrini has torn his family into pieces. With his back to the wall, he now has to think of a new plan, even if it means putting himself in danger. Watch Lupin Part 2, June 11th, only on Netflix. Uh, pursued by Hubert and his henchmen, Arsène scrambles to find Raoul. And, uh, or Raoul. I don't know how they say it in France. Uh, and wins an unlikely new ally as he draws up a grand plan to reveal Hubert's crimes. Uh, this trailer was pretty cool. I'm I'm very excited about it. And uh, I really need to watch through Lupin. Yes, uh, that is the main reason I put this trailer here. Even though you haven't seen part one, is to force you to watch part two. Or to, por- to force you to watch part one. Uh, here's my Here's my thing. These these trailers are so bad. The the Lupin trailers are, are are so so bad. Like they're in English, they don't show like anyone talking, and if they do, it's like the very end of them talking, uh, because they're in English and they're dubbed, and they don't want you to be distracted like I am about their mouth movements. So instead of just putting it in the natural French language, they just go, "Oh, here's the English version. Y- you're fine." And it, it infuriates me, Caleb. It makes me so mad. 
because the show is much more charismatic and fun than these trailers ever show because you don't actually get to see any of the good, interesting parts in them. I'll take your word for it. This has been Dan's Soapbox for Stop Dubbing Trailers. All right. Um, next up is uh, the trailer for Eden, uh, a Netflix original anime show that looks like a Dreamcast game from 1998. <laughs> In a distant future lies a city known as Eden, barren of humans for thousands of years. Robots have been the only form of existence since. A human baby girl, Sarah, wakes from stasis, questioning all they were taught to believe. No longer an ancient myth, two robots, E92 and A37, become her surrogate parents, raising her in a safe haven outside Eden. Who is Sarah, and if humans have not existed for a long time, where and why did she appear? Uh, join the three unlikely bunch on their journey to discover the truth. Man, who the fuck wrote this description? Uh, that sounds like they originally wrote it in Japanese and then threw it in Google Translate and then put it up because they don't think anybody reads them. Yeah. A human girl secretly raised by robots starts to uncover the dark secrets behind the lush utopian world where humanity has all but vanished. Uh, it's about a society of robots trying to murder a little girl. Uh, Caleb, someone set us up. The bomb. We get signal. You have no chance survive. Make your time. Uh, 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 uh. Oh man! Uh, For yeah, great that's... justice, take off every zig. I mean, that's that's exactly how the fucking synopsis reads. Yeah. So like, uh, uh it looks interesting. How are you, gentlemen? You are on the way to destruction. What you say? What you say? Oh man, it's so good. Uh. If you, if you guys have never seen that shit, which I hadn't until like a few months ago, uh, watch it because it's amazing. I don't know what it's called. I don't know what the game is. And I kind of want to play the uh, game and find it forever. Okay. So the game is called Zero Wing. I used to have it for Sega Genesis. It's it's a side-scrolling space shooter and it's very, very good. Uh, the video is called All Your Base Are Belong to Us. And it's like one of the earliest internet memes. Zero Wing. Is it on... Now, here's the question. Is it on the... Uh, oh, apparently it came out in, like, uh, 1989. Mm-hmm. Good God. Oh, it's an arcade game. Maybe maybe they'll have it at uh, Boxcar. Maybe. I don't think so, but I don't know. maybe. It's, it's a really good game. It's worth playing. Uh, as for this... This looks fine. Yeah, it looks decent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, probably an anime April wait for thing. Uh, anime April two electric boogaloo, two Anna two April. <laughs> All right. Uh, our last trailer this week is for a movie called Wish Dragon. Determined teen Din is longing to reconnect with his childhood best friend when he meets a wish graining dragon that leads him on an adventure a thousand years in the making. Only on Netflix, June 11th. Uh, this is like modern day Aladdin, kind of, is the vibe I got from it. Uh, yeah. It's a mystical creature that lives in a small container and gives him three wishes. And of course, one of them is to be a wealthy person. Yeah, because 
that's always the thing. I don't know, like, at least with this version, he's like, I can't make anyone love you. Uh, and then the kid's like, oh, no, I don't want that. I just want to be with my friend. And maybe it eventually turns to love, but, like, at least the baseline is like, hey, happiness isn't always love. Sometimes happiness is friendship, and I like that. Now, Caleb, there is a big reason for you to be excited about this. Uh, because Jimmy Wong of Command Zone fame is voicing, I think... The dragon or the kid? I didn't look. I, I I'm just fairly confident in. he's voicing Din because he's first build. Okay. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Wong's been doing movies. He was uh, he was in Mulan, which mm-hmm. uh, I had problems with and probably will never see. Um, I don't know. He did a few other movies, and now he's in this. So yeah. Probably did it from the comfort of his own couch. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I found out that Griffin McElroy did one of the voices in the Mitchells versus the Machines, and I have to watch through it again and try to figure out where it is because he's just like the voice of some random robot. It's not one of the ones that's following them around, is it? No, no, it's like one or two lines. Oh, okay. So yeah, uh, Wish Dragon. Uh, yeah, the... for all we know, yeah, it's gonna be Aladdin. Without, uh, you know, the Prince Ali <laughs> musical number and uh, yeah. potentially lack of Jafar. Because J- Jafar is very problematic in, in terms of what he wants. Yeah. I don't know, the one part of the trailer that, like, got a good chuckle out of me was uh, they're, like, stuck in traffic. And the dragon's like, man, don't you wish, don't, don't you want to wish to, like, get through this traffic? And he's like, no, nah, I'm not going to use a... Not going to use a wish for that. And uh, the dragon just, like, gets so annoyed with being stuck in traffic that he just, like, hulks out and does it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it looks like it, it could be fun. Could be fun. All right. So uh, with that, all of our preamble stuff is out of the way. It's time to get into a break. And then when we come back from said break, we'll get into our first main interview topic for the week. Castlevania Season 4. My name is Nicholas Haskins, and I'd like a moment of your time to tell you about the 5th Annual Livestream for the Cure. To do that, I brought along two people whom I couldn't do this event without, Gerald Morris and Dan Brennick. Over the past four years, the Livestream for the Cure has raised over $30,000 for the Cancer Research Institute. That contribution is helping to fund research into cancer immunotherapy training the body's immune system to fight all forms of cancer. This year, we're aiming for our biggest goal yet as we try to raise $15,000 in 50 hours on the air. Tune in May 19th through the 23rd as we're joined live by podcasters and content creators from around the world. With your help, we can continue the fight for a future immune to cancer. Together, we can make a difference. Welcome back, everybody. Caleb, it's time to get into our first main review topic of the week, Castlevania Season 4. Alright, Castlevania is an animation action adventure film. Uh, Overall, the series is an 8.2 out of 10 on IMDb. A vampire hunter fights to save a besieged city from an army of otherworldly creatures controlled by Dracula. Um, 
of course, like the show has moved way past that. So the IMDb description isn't really relevant to this season. That is correct. Uh, so we'll just we'll just kind of break it down as we go. Um, boy, what a ride. Dan, what did you think of Castlevania season four? I like it. It's uh pretty good. It's not. I don't think it's as good as like seasons one or three, but uh, it, like it, it still leaves me with a very satisfying ending that I feel decent about. Yeah, and I'm, I'm kind of uh, amazed that like something that's so bloody and violent can like have such a satisfying conclusion, because uh, it, it was really good, and like I don't know the uh, the action scenes were great in this. We finally got. Um, stuff where like Trevor Belmont, Sypha, and Alucard were like all teaming up to smash through like hordes of giant monsters and shit. It was yeah. good. Yeah, and uh, I I think with this season more than any other, it definitely felt like they were challenged. Like aside from Dra- the Dracula fight in like season two. I mm-hmm. never really felt like they've been challenged before. Like even in like the season three finale, when uh, Sypha and Trevor are fighting all like that horde of monsters that comes out, I'm just like, I don't feel like they're ever really in any danger. And then this season, it felt like at any time, like oh, they could be fucked. Yeah. Well, like yeah, like they're just so exhausted from like fighting a rolling battle across Europe this entire time that like you know they'll stop in the middle of a battle to take a breath and like somebody will just run up and stab them uh, I did not ask you but what did you think uh, I loved it it's probably the best season that's interesting uh, and actually interestingly uh, IMDB says that like the three highest rated episodes uh, are all from this season. What are the three? Episode six, which is titled You Don't Deserve My Blood. Episode nine, The Endings. And episode 10, It's Been a Strange Ride, are the top three. Interesting. And that, uh, episode six. So people uh, really like the ending. Yeah. Like, I like the ending. I don't, I, I, I wish there was a bit more satisfying stuff for. Uh, another character who we'll get to, uh, but like, otherwise, it's it is a very satisfying ending. Yeah. So with that, uh, if if you care, we're getting into spoilers now. I'm not going to mark it in the show notes because I don't care enough to. But it's a, it's season four of a series. If you're listening to this and you haven't watched the first three seasons, uh, you don't care. <laughs> Let me just play the ending for you. No, no, I don't want to see how it ends. Okay, I could describe it. Um, imagine you're in a room. No, no, like, no, 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 I don't want to know how it ends. I haven't seen the beginning. Uh, yeah, but the ending is awesome. So if I could just Son play of a bitch, this is what you always do. You always spoil stuff uh, for me. No, I don't. And if I could just play the ending for you real quick, then we'll discuss that. Motherfucker, you always spoil everything before I get a chance okay, to see Okay, you sound like a crazy person right now. So first, uh, I can't believe Carmilla died in, in like halfway through the season. Yeah, that's, uh, that's episode six. That's the... Uh, Second highest rated episode of the series. Um, that that whole sequence was really fantastic, though. Because, um, like, Isaac, 
the Forge Master continues to be my favorite character. Yes. Uh, and like kind of pursuant to things that happened in season three, he's like reconnecting with his humanity mm-hmm. and becoming more of like an actual person walking around talking to people. Uh, and he decides like he's going to spare Hector, uh, but Carmilla has to go because uh, she's going to subjugate the world. And Isaac's whole thing is like freedom from oppression. Right. Uh, so he, he raises a giant horde of night creatures. He fucking takes out like her entire castle's defenses and then he squares off with her 1v1. Well, it's not really 1v1. It's like final destination, but uh, only items yeah. for Isaac. But but he has a, yeah, he has an assist trophy. Yeah. Uh, look, it's still, like, he needs it, because ultimately he's still a human versus, like, a mm-hmm. vampire, and despite the fact that, you know, she'd been well, fighting night creatures for, like... A wizard, but yeah, just, sh- like, sure. a boy made of meat. Yeah, but, like, despite the fact that she had been fighting night creatures for seemingly the entire fucking episode, like, she's still extremely powerful. Mm-hmm. Her, her whole manifesto is, like, she wants to take over the world, basically, from, like, stupid old men. And, like, Isaac was a slave, basically, his his entire life until, you know, recently, where he actually got to, you know, choose what he wanted to do with his life. And now he has to take her out because she wants to basically inflict the same oppression that she felt onto the rest of the world. And Isaac's just like, no, 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 no. The better way to make people sympathize with you is to, you know, not subject him to the same treatment you felt is is to rise above that treatment and move forward man isaac really is like my favorite character him and uh ah what the fuck's the other guy um i don't know i like the i like the villains though uh saint germain like isaac kind of becomes a hero but like yeah i don't know saint germain's fine um trying to think who you're talking about though i don't know so am I, because I, apparently it just fucking popped out of my head completely. What is it, who uh, is he and what does he do? Who Who is your daddy? Who is your daddy and what does he do? Because it's not Malcolm McDowell, I'll tell you that. Well, I should say it's not Varney, I'll tell you that. Because Varney kind of sucks. Yeah. I don't know. Full cast. I don't know. I really like uh, Fly Eyes, the the guy Isaac creates that he like just hangs out and talks to. Yeah. Cause he was a philosopher. He, he, he talks differently. Like he speaks differently in a different cadence in this season than he did last season. And maybe that's because he's getting more used to his fly body in order to be able to, and also able to like speak better because he's had more practice. I don't know. I'm making shit up for the show, but yeah, fly eyes is very interesting. (laughs) I don't know if I could change one thing about this season, I would say like Alucard gets sidelined too much. Like I understand why he's just kind of hanging out doing his thing after the last season, but like, I don't know. Um, like they, they gave him kind of some of the best action bits. So, well, what they, what they do is basically like, Hey, you know, he's been trying to scare off humans for the last few months by basically, you know, appearing to be mm-hmm. his father again. And then they give him humans to protect as a way of, like, redeeming himself or, like, making himself yeah. feel redeemed for having to kill the the two uh, 
brother's sister who were having sex with each other at the end of the third season? Well, having sex with him near each other. Uh, I mean, sure. Uh, I don't know if I'd ever want to do that with my brother or sister, but okay. Twins, Basil. Twins. Uh, sure. But like, it, like, so he he felt guilty about that because he felt like there was more that he could have done, but ultimately there wasn't. So like, this is his way of redeeming himself in his eyes uh, as uh, like, I can, you know, help humanity again, do the thing. Yeah. And then you got the Trevor Sypha story, which is uh, the first episode is basically them and like their entire travels from the end of season three to where they are now, where they go back to Targovishta. Which I was like, oh, yeah, which, we're going back to Targovishta. Yeah, which I thought it was really interesting. Like, it, it kind of comes full circle and ends where it begins. So, they kind of uncover this plot to resurrect Dracula, uh, which is kind of the, the crux of the whole season after that. So, well, it's also funny because it's like basically every game after the first one where Dracula dies. So, like, yeah. they're basically playing out the game and maybe poking at the series a bit, being like, I'm tired of fighting everybody who wants to resurrect Dracula. Yeah. I don't know. I wish that they would have used, like, the the actual Castlevania music at some point during this show. I just wanted, like, Trevor fighting his way up a staircase while it goes... Dude, well, the we... Castlevania 1 music slaps. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I was fine with the music for the most part. I mean, we, we of course got, like, the theme song uh, to the awesome battle sequence uh, where Trevor, mm-hmm. Alucard, and Sypha are fighting uh, the horde of monsters at the at the very end. But otherwise, like, we got, like, sort of Castlevania music and, like, I think it was the Dracula fight in Season 2. If I'm remembering correctly. Or yes, was, I think so. Or it was, uh, we might have also gotten a different version of it in uh, Season 3 with Trevor fighting all the, the night creatures. So, yeah. Um, they uncover this plot. Like, they're trying to find out who's trying to bring Dracula back. Um, Camilla's doing her whole thing, trying to take over the world. So there's, like... um a vampire army going through and it it's like uh the the lady barbarian vampire i forget her name and Striga. like her friend who i forget her name marina is, it, is that street yeah that's uh striga yeah um but yeah they're like you know actually doing the war and then like camilla and lenore are like back at the castle um i don't know like <clears throat> In the last season, Lenore basically enslaved Hector. Uh, and in this one, Hector's like, but nah, I'll just do what I want. Well, she even says at the very end of the season, she's like, Hector's going to get free roam of the castle because he gets something out of this. So basically, like, he's a slave to them because of the ring, uh, which mm-hmm. he eventually cuts off his finger to take care of. And it's like, well, why didn't you just do that the whole time? But then, like. Because it would have aroused suspicion, I guess. I guess the way it works is he can do whatever he feels like doing unless somebody specifically forbids him from doing it. Yeah. Maybe. It's uh it's a it's a weird one. But I mean, Hector is always my least favorite character. He was always my 
like he's always been the least interesting character. Yeah, I don't know. He um I liked a lot of the stuff they did with him in season three, but it's just like I don't care enough about his motivations and like what his whole deal is to really get into his story too much. Um I don't know. We uh we follow up more on like the shit that Saint Germain's doing and he kind of turns out to be the the villain of the whole thing. Yeah. Cuz it turns out that he's trying to he's the one that's trying to bring Dracula's soul back from hell uh because like he's told that he has to basically like sacrifice the souls of thousands of innocent people to be able to control like the infinite corridor uh where his uh beloved is trapped for all eternity and he's trying to go in and find her yeah uh, and he'll he'll do anything to be able to uh hit that one last time because, like, he gets ready to resurrect Dracula, and he's like, you know, blah, 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 I'm Saint Germain, the greatest alchemist of all time, and I'm finally going to have sex again. I mean, he 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 does call himself God, basically. Actually, he doesn't basically yeah. call himself God, he does call himself God. He's like, God's gonna have sex. Yeah. Well, like, I guess Vanessa was watching this, and, uh, like folding up some laundry or whatever <laughs> and he's like and I'm going to have sex and she like she was like wait what and had to like back it up and make sure that she heard what she heard right yeah uh look I get it cause like they did a decent job exploring Saint Germain in season 3 uh, and they gave him even more motivation cause it was like why is Saint Germain back and then like Saint Germain shows up and then they go oh Here's here's everything Saint Germain's gonna do going forward. He's going to try to resurrect Dracula uh, and Dracula's wife and put them in a rebus. Which I was like, what the fuck's a rebus? And they explained the rebus, and it's then like, they immediately explain it. Yeah, the rebus is like uh, a conglomerate creature that uh, it's a hermaphrodite. It contains the souls of both man and woman. Um, so like Saint Germain's plan is to like bring back Dracula and Lisa Tepish and put both of their souls into the rebus, uh, which is also like the highest expression of alchemy. Like it's, it's one being with, you know, many souls and it's both man and woman. Yeah. Um, but like the idea is that like Lisa's going to be trapped in there and just fucking freaking out. Um, which will drive Dracula crazy and like, cause like the Rebus will also be an immortal vampire because Dracula, uh, and it'll just go on like a never ending murder spree. Uh, and we find out that this entire plan was orchestrated by, um, uh, St. Germain's benefactor, uh, who he met in the infinite corridor, who turns out to be the manifestation of death. Yeah. Voiced by Malcolm McDowell, which I was like, why do they have Mal- first of all, they have Malcolm McDowell as Varney, this fucking stupid vampire from London. And I'm like, I don't care about this character. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why are they wasting Malcolm McDowell? But it turns out he's guy? like the, the most important one, because secretly, yeah, uh, he was death the entire time and just pretending to be a dipshit. That made me happy that I'm like, oh, they made Malcolm McDowell some significant. Okay, I pre- I appreciate this more. But like him as Varney, I'm just like looking at Varney being like, but why though? 
Why do you exist? <laughs> what is my purpose? Your vehicle for which I, for which we get death through. Oh my god. So of course the like the pinnacle, like the culmination of the everything in the series is uh like the castle kind of starts to come apart a little bit. It's so, like Sypha and Alucard uh get separated from Trevor. And we get like a big action sequence where Trevor uh, has to square up with death. And I'm just like, well, well, Alucard and Sypha can both fly. I'm guessing it was because like there was like a, a, a <laughs> vortex around the thing. Look, I don't know. Uh, all I know is that I think they were going for straight up like Castlevania boss fight vibes of like, hey, it's, it's you as a Belmont versus a thing. Which is how this is supposed to end, is is Trevor saying, hey, 1v1 me. Yeah, this was Final Destination sort of items, because yeah. Trevor has weapons. Well, like, you know, in in to, to bring back the, you know, keep it in the Super Smash Brothers metaphor, like, the Simon Belmont playable character in... The in uh, Super Smash Brothers still has his whip, so that's yeah, just cause... part of the character. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, uh, like yeah, it's it. This is a one v one me Final Destination no items situation, which like I, I was cool <laughs> with, and I was waiting for it because like Trevor's been building this. Like he he went from like drunk out of practice guy to like being sort of a badass to being a pretty the pretty much a badass monster at the hunter end. by the end yeah yeah and even at the end of season three whenever he fucking destroys the the visitor uh, with like his fire whips i was like holy fucking shit and then he he brings out more of that with the morning star uh when he fights death and he actually defeats death yeah, so like um we didn't really talk about it but like under Targavishta there's like uh a secret group of humans still surviving under the city and they they call themselves the underground court uh which is like you know this guy's like oh the king and queen are still alive down there but like really they're just corpses and the yeah. guy's convincing himself that like no they're magicians they'll come back and they'll save us they're just resting and gaining power uh, which of course is crazy poo-poo talk. Yes. Um. But like, yeah, they like Trevor finds you know all these treasures that they've been hoarding. Uh so he's like, oh, like this is a really powerful artifact. Uh and like, it kind of becomes the 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 thingy for the plot that like lets him destroy death. But like, he knows. That, like, it's basically a suicide mission because this thing's just going to fucking blow up in his hand. Right. So, uh, the last episode is, like, everybody kind of recovering and rebuilding, and, uh, Trevor's fucking dead. Yeah. And they're trying to figure out how to move on. Well, so, here's my thing with the last episode, is that we get a thing for Hector and Lenore. We get a thing for our mm -hmm. other three main characters. We get nothing for Isaac. And I wanted something for well, Isaac. Like, Isaac's... Isaac's whole thing was just like, you know, he's gonna, like, he basically becomes, like, king in place of Camilla, uh, like, through right of conquest, I guess, but, like, uh, 
they don't like directly show him or like let him explain it. But like from what Hector and Lenore are talking about, it seems like he's trying to set up like more of a like a democratic republic almost where like people are free to do what they want and everybody gets a say. Right. But also like inhuman abomination nightmare monsters everywhere because <laughs> <laughs> that's his whole aesthetic, I guess. Right. That's the one thing he's able to do is create life from death. Uh, unfortunately, though, the life is uh, of damned souls returning in nightmare creatures. Yeah, but I mean, they might have a chance to redeem themselves. Yeah, it's true. Because uh, Fly Eyes was like, he, he had memories of eating berries, and he's like, oh my god, uh, I was a human. And so maybe he'll gain humanity through monsterhood, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, I actually really liked Lenore's ending, because like... You know, they leave her alive because her and Hector have a bond. Um, you don't want to hear about here. But like she she has to be confined to the castle, basically like she's for all intents and purposes, a prisoner. So like uh, she decides to not live her life in a cage uh, and walks out into the morning sunlight. And, and she's like, Hector, you've, you've been going on about this, so I'm going to find out what it's all about. And she's like this is it? And then she burns up immediately afterwards and was like, oh, yeah, well, that's that's how vampires work. They don't glow. Or sparkle. They they, they die. <laughs> Alright, um, so back at the castle, uh, Alucard's, you know, talking to the leader of, like, this human village that he uh, had to save. Uh, and rather than, like, going back to the town where they were, like, they're gonna build a new village up around the castle. Uh, and like Alucard has been playing with the orphan children and they're calling him father. So like, he's, you know, aside, like, like you said, at the end of season three, he was trying to show like, you know, that he's his father or whatever, like Mm -hmm. to keep people away from him. Uh, and like now he's, he's becoming more and more human and like being a part of this community. Uh, and it seems like there might be a little love connection there between him and the, the village elder yeah, woman. So. Her, her name's Greta, uh, and I, I think they say that one time, and I just go, okay. Uh, and then, like, they just have a connection the whole time, I guess. Yeah. And I'm like, but okay, nice. fine. Al- Alucard needs something, fine. Uh, I wish they yeah. had a bit more time, like, with, like, Trevor and Sypha, because, like, uh, you know, when, before Trevor goes on suicide mission, he's like, I love you. And then uh, Sypha Han Solo's him. Yeah. <laughs> they totally Han Solo. In, in like a complete role reversal, though, because like. Trevor feels like the Han Solo of the group, basically. Uh, and then like, I guess in a way of like showing Sypha is becoming Trevor because of spending so much time with him, like they referenced in the first episode. She's just like, I know. And it's like. I well, okay. she's like I I used to be nice and now I've become somebody who says shit. And then and then she says I say fucking shit. Fuckity fuck 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 fuck. And I'm like, "Man, Cypher. <laughs> Fuckity shit fuck bitch ass titties." And then kills a demon. And then kills um, a demon. But yeah, uh so like that's all going on um and then Cypher's like, "Hey, you know, with Trevor dead, there's 
not really anything here for me. Also, I'm pregnant with Trevor's baby. Um, I should go rejoin my caravan uh, because they'll they'll probably need me. Uh, and Alucard's like, nah, you should stay here. We're we're building this new village. We're gonna call it Belmont. And she's like, well, I think I'd like to live in a place called Belmont. Uh, and she decides to stay. Yeah. Uh, and then they see a horse and rider coming down the path. I look. I get what they're doing here, uh, and uh, I'm fine with Trevor being alive. But it also was like kind of a cop out. Like, hey, we want a super happy ending for everybody. Well, I mean, it's also like Castlevania canon that Trevor Belmont does not die at the end, I guess. Sure. Uh, But yeah, Uh, we find out that like in his final act, um, Saint Germain opened the the infinite corridor at the moment that like death was defeated. And uh, Trevor fell through and ended up in a different place and had to travel back. But he's like super fucked up. And they're like, hey, we need medical attention for this man here. And he's like, I'm fine. I just need to sleep for a year and get a new body. And then everybody holds their belly and laughs and and there's a freeze frame. But somebody's pouring coffee in the background and it keeps going. Yeah, somebody's jumping. Uh, Alucard jumps and it freezes (laughs) midair. No, uh, you're you're forgetting the most important part, and it's that he's brought he's brought home by the goodest horse. Yeah, the good good boy. Yeah, because that's that's what that's how they know what's going on. They're like, hey, I know that horse. Because that horse brings uh, the the dead guy with the map to the village to Alucard, and then uh, it brings all the like a bunch of different survivors to the village, and then uh, brings Trevor back. So, like I said, the goodest horse. Although that's weird that, they, that he had Trevor, because, like, I forget where it said they dropped Trevor off, and I don't have, like, a map of the Castlevania region. It's like France? I don't yeah. know. It's like something, it something ridiculous, and it's like, oh, it's been two weeks, and he got from the, uh, France to there in, like, two weeks, and it's like, oh, okay, whatever. You're, you're half dead, but okay. Yeah. It's a good-ass horse. It's a great horse. I'm surprised we're not talking about that horse How right now. How did the horse get there? Uh, don't bring logic into this. Did the horse go through the infinite corridor? That must have been terrifying for it. I know, right? I wonder if it had any horse socks. I wonder if anybody's listening to me. Uh, not anymore. So, uh, that's it. Uh, and considering this is the final season of this version of Castlevania, which apparently we're going to get another version at some point, uh, in the future, probably 2022, uh, Presumably with a different Belmont. Uh, definitely with a different Belmont. Probably another, probably the same Alucard, though. Because mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't see why we wouldn't have more Alucard, but hey, that's just me. Yeah. Uh, Dude what, can't die. He can't die. Uh, what would you give this, se- this season, and then what would you give the series overall as a whole? It's, it's fives across the board, baby. Okay. Uh, I will go a four for this season, but a four and a half overall. Like, this is one of the more rewarding series to watch on Netflix. Uh, It has a very satisfying conclusion. Uh, You guys don't have to worry about a cliffhanger ending to being like, what happened to my favorite show? Yeah. Glad that Netflix didn't cancel it after three. (laughs) Right. Oh, my God. That'd be horrifying. Like, the the final image is uh, two, (laughs) two kids on fucking pikes. 
It would be kind of punk rock, though. That's like Alucard's album cover. I know, right? Yeah, uh, so stick around, and uh, we'll be back in a little bit for a second main review topic for Jupiter's Legacy. The Netflix and Swole podcast is brought to you by our patrons. Gerald Morris, Bill Sutton, Nick Haskins, Ashley the Bubby Gorski, Ben Kiefer, Paul Prezula, Daniel Henderson, Julio Oliveira, Jimmy De La Rosa, Chris Yaney, Brianna Petty, Nate Wade, Alan Gallarisi, Duty Dutram, Casey Moore, The Nerd Revert, and Dan's Mom. If you would like to become a patron of the show, find us at netflixandswill.com slash Patreon. Buy some shit. Visit netflixandswill.com slash merch. Leave a review and tell me how good I'm getting at public speaking. Visit netflixandswill.com slash Apple Podcasts. Thanks for letting us live our dreams of being professional idiots. We now return you to your regularly scheduled banter. Welcome back, everybody. Caleb, it's time to get into a second main review topic. Two main, two review topic for Jupiter's Legacy. Jupiter's Legacy is a new action-adventure drama series on Netflix. It is a 6.9 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, The first generation of superheroes has kept the world safe for nearly a century. Now their children must live up to their legacy in an epic drama that spans decades and navigates the dynamics of family, power, and loyalty. Um... Sure, we'll go with that. Dan, what did you think? Well, uh, on our Facebook page, I posted that these, like, these two were our things uh, that we were doing this week, and uh, your friend Corey Baker uh, said, Jupiter's Legacy is the shit. And I vote we remove one word from that. Uh, so, to make it, Jupiter's Legacy <laughs> is shit. Because this show fucking sucks. Uh, it's true. Sorry, Corey. Uh, it, it can't be helped. Uh, this show is not good. Uh, it's at best fine. It uh, look, I was, I was it, kind it of. It often is sub fine though. It, yeah, look, the first, I think, what two episodes? I'm like, okay, I, this has some potential. Let's see where this goes. And then I think it started really in the third episode, where they start doing the flashbacks to like the 1920s, to like lead up to where you know the original Union gets their powers. And then from that point on, every scene switches time periods. Every scene. It's not even just like... Yes. Um, And they do... They do a really weird thing with it, too, where, like, it switches aspect ratios whenever they jump time so that, you know, they are in the different time. Right. Uh, Which which is pretty jarring. Um, But, like... I don't know. Just tell me the old story then tell me the new story or something right because there's think maybe you should just start the story at the beginning right like all they all they had to do is if you wanted to tell the past story have shell continue to go to therapy and then or like his, his version of therapy and tell the story of like how he got his powers there to yeah. like uncover yeah, power dynamics with that don't just like jump around um i don't know the the thing that i saw that kind of made me want to review this is like uh the black star fight like pretty much like right at the beginning of the sh- series right. like uh and I was like hey this is kind of cool I should check this out whoa he just like held onto that girl's head and like fired a fucking sunbeam through her and now he just like throws her head on the ground that's pretty badass 
I bet this whole show will be pretty badass. <laughs> uh, but then, like, after that, it's just like, hey, here's Utopian's daughter, who uh, you totally hate and is irredeemable. And once she gets her drug overdose, you're going to hope that she dies so that you don't have to watch her story anymore. I don't mind and her then, I don't mind her I story. Hated. I could not stand her. Sh- sure. I, I couldn't stand Brandon because Brandon is one of the worst actors I've ever fucking seen in my entire life. Well, he's not a good actor, but like he's just like a cardboard cutout man uh, who is there just so the plot can happen around him. Right. And it's like, at least he's not trying to do anything. <laughs> Sure, but then when he because he's not know. trying to do anything, he's not interesting in any way, shape, or form. He's not, but like Chloe, I actively disliked. I guess is the distinction. But uh, sure, but like really, the entire rest of the show is just like utopian. We have to keep to the code now more than ever. Uh, ten minutes later, hey, the code is kind of holding us back. Maybe the code is bad utopian no we have to keep to the code and then like repeat ad nauseum like they keep bringing up the code and whether it's good or bad but then they have they never have anything more interesting to say about it other than like hey potentially the code is bad or hey no the code is really great actually and you should all think it's cool uh, and there's only one time where this is shade of gray, and it's brought up by Leslie Bibb, and she's like, and ironically enough, because she has uh, gray hair, but like she's like, hey, maybe there's some nuance within the code. Like, yeah, we don't have to keep to it all the time, but like sometimes we got to go a bit further in order to stop things. Like Black Star, for instance, like that fight where he fucking murders three people. Like, hey, maybe maybe Black Star should get put down for that. But, you know, the low-level criminals yeah. don't need to get put down for, like, robbing a fucking bank. What's... I don't know. Like, I was hoping this would be kind of a fresh take on the superhero genre. I was hoping for something like Watchmen Light, maybe. Sure. Uh, but really, it's just, like, the same tired shit that we've been talking about with superheroes for forever. Like, you know, how many times does the Joker have to break out of Arkham before like it's Batman's fault that he's killing everybody. And it's like, well, well, kind of one time. Right. Like Batman could just fucking snap his neck and it would be over. Right. And and, and that's like the whole injustice thing. And injustice handles this kind of storyline much, much, much better. Yeah. But like what, what you've got here is like, you know, we we typically don't see them described this way in like superhero stories, but like this is a paramilitary organization uh, that operates outside of government oversight, mm-hmm. uh, which is you know horrifying. Right, but they never explore that part of it. You know, like the the boys is technically a paramilitary group, and that show handles that thought much more interestingly than this show does like this this series is really just a poor attempt at being netflix's the boys i'm glad you don't like it um (laughs) like a major part of the plot is like uh mind man who has the mental powers uh his name is mind wave or brain wave or something stupid something's dumb and generic um 
but like they have the the dead black star clone for some reason so he's gonna try to like they try to reanimate his dead brain so he can go in it and like try to see what's going on and why this thing is and i'm just like why do that because like they say for like two episodes leading up to it because they can't just be like hey here's an idea let's do it real quick um So, like, for two episodes, they're like, hey, don't go in there. You could die and get lost in there. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then they finally do it, and uh, he gets lost in there and almost dies. Right. Which, like... Which, like, we find out later there's, you know, there's more to it than that. But, like, I don't know. (laughs) I think think that, like, somebody should have been like, hey, I fucking told you, by the way. Eh, whatever. They don't care. I don't care. Like, there's, like... I I just... Like, this is, like, crammed together by, like, a four-year-old, seemingly. Like, the editing is just so fucking bad. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that, you know... I, I, I started noticing, like, the flipping between timelines in between every scene. Uh, I think it was kind of, like, episode four. I'm like, wow, they're still doing this, huh? And then it just got so bad. Like, it's just like, hey, look... You're not letting a single storyline develop in either timeline. Like, both timelines are truly suffering right now because you can't make a decision as to what timeline you want to focus on. Yeah. And, may- and maybe that's it, is, like, if you re-edit this thing into, you know, an episode here or there about the, the previous timeline, uh, or, you know, you let more than, like, one or two, like, one scene happen at a time, uh, like, because there was one point where I think it was like episode seven, where it's like, oh, here's gonna be a natural stopping point for the previous timeline, and they kept going uh, to like a different sequence. So I went, oh my god, they're showing restraint, and then they go back to the immediate the the pre the present timeline, have a forty five second scene, and immediately go back to the past timeline. I'm like, oh, this, <laughs> like who who's doing this? There were two characters that I actually really liked a lot. Okay, uh. And they are Blackstar, because he's just, like, a dick, but he wears, like, his his old lady reading glasses and is reading, like, slutty romance novels and shit. Mm -hmm. Like, pulp trash. And I was like, eh, it's a neat neat little, like, character detail, I guess. Sure. Uh, So he was fun anytime he was on screen. Um, And then the other character that I really liked was uh, old-timey George... Uh, cause he's just like charismatic and upbeat and, you know, isn't going to let the world get him down, even though he's living through the great depression and has lost everything. Right. Um, but like, I don't know. I just, uh, I thought he was pretty cool. And then like that song that plays every time he's on screen, basically, uh, about painting the clouds with sunshine, uh, like because the, the tunes are kind of similar, uh, it made me get the the song stuck in my head for the last three days of uh, it's springtime for Hitler yeah. in Germany. Yeah, I thought of that one. it's like the same tune. <laughs> uh, I also like his son character, uh, Hutch. Yeah, he was pretty good. Like, he was my favorite the present timeline the, character. The teleportation stick. Yeah, because he seems like a goofball. Uh, for the most part, and then at the end of his introduction episode, he fucking murders that guy by sending him to shark-infested waters, and then he goes to kill Big yeah. Ga- Big Man by like Big Man's heart, and the, his, sends this thing to the yeah. He teleports his, his thing into the guy's heart, and then teleports it back into his hand, and it's just dripping blood, and it's like holy shit. Yeah, 
Like, I I just wish the show was about him. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. But unfortunately, we didn't get that. No. I don't know. There's also, like, the the super secret twist ending that nobody could have seen coming of, uh, you know, there's a super secret bad guy who isn't the bad guy that they tell you is the bad guy. It's the bad guy who's the closest person to the hero, uh, which is a tale as old as time. So, yeah, uh, I saw that coming pretty much immediately. I was like, oh, his brother has mind control powers. Well, that's not going to go well for everybody in the series. Yeah, he's a bad guy. <laughs> you mean you mean this guy can control perception? No, he's probably evil. Yeah. So, I mean, as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, okay. And then they did it, and I'm the, like, oh, it took them this long? Okay. Uh, oh, this guy explicitly refers to himself as God in the first episode? I bet he's got a some kind of complex that is going to be problematic. <laughs> uh, I'll never forget, like, in, in the marketing, they were, they were pumping up Anna Akana, who plays his daughter, uh, Raiku in the yeah. the series. And Which I like Anna Akana a lot. Yeah. And I was happy to see her in this, but like they don't give her a lot. The, no. They 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 give <laughs> her one she's action ceremoniously murdered. Yeah, and then they fucking murder her. Oh, I, uh okay, fine I guess. But also stupid. she gets murdered by her dad. Yeah. I don't know, man. Also she's named after a Pokemon. Yeah. And and now I know how to say Raikou properly. It's like uh, Suicune. Like, I, I used to say Suicune because uh, I didn't know, like, because you're reading shit as a kid and you're just like, oh, this mm-hmm. sounds right. And then they, they say Suicune in a movie. And I'm like, oh, that's how it's said. Okay, thanks. It's like, so it was the same thing with, like, Raikou. I was like, oh, that's how you say it. Got it. Yeah. I remember, like, the the hardest part of... My life as a Pokemon fan was when I figured out how to pronounce Rayquaza. Yeah, because I was always like, Rayquaza. And then they're like, yeah, Rayquaza. I was very bothered by it. I was also like with uh, Pidgeot. Like, I, I still call it Pidgeot, despite the fact that everyone says it's Pidgeot. And I'm like, no, it's Pidgeot. Get the fuck out of here. So, uh, that's Jupiter's Legacy Season 1. It's actually Pikachu. That's true. Uh, Raichu. Uh, Venusaur. Actually, it's pronounced Geodude. Uh, is there anything else you want to say about Jupiter's Legacy that we uh, obviously don't care about in any way, shape, or form? Nah, we won't be reviewing Season 2. No. Which there probably will be a Season 2 because this is, this was the number one thing. But, uh... I don't I just don't think that it's good. No, it's not. It's just not. <laughs> like I I saw I think it was like the day after I, uh, the day after I finished cuz I finished actually been yesterday. Or like a couple days before. I was like it's a 5.8 out of 10 on IMDb right now. So uh people must be loving it uh as they're finishing it. But it was also like a 38% on Rotten Tomatoes and I'm like that sounds about right cuz like there's I, I just don't get it, man. Like, if you like this show, yeah. cool. But, like, I, I just don't understand. I, I just don't understand what you're liking. And I'd, I'd love to hear what people are liking about the show. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm I'm fully burnt out on the superhero genre. And, like, like I said, I was, I was hoping this would be kind of a fresh take. Uh, and then, you know, it's, it's kind of just the same old tired shit. So. 
Uh, and a lot of people, like, this has stirred up a lot of consternation on the internet. Like, hey, the top ten on Netflix is just the top ten things that Netflix wants you to see. And then, like, I like there was that meme of, like, ne- Netflix and then, like, uh, the, the Barack Obama uh, meme. Uh, Obama putting a, a medal on Obama. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> and it Netflix. was Netflix and the Netflix top ten. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, well, of course. Of course Netflix is going to market their stuff. But I also saw that came from r slash Netflix. I'm like, oh, how the turntables? Because you guys constantly complain about how Netflix doesn't market their shit. And then mm-hmm. when Netflix has a top ten full of their own shit, uh, you're complaining about that too. So you just can't be satiated. So maybe just shut the fuck up. But like, this is the first Miller World IP show that they have, uh, that they created. Mm-hmm. There is no way under any circumstances, they were going to let this fail. It just wasn't going to happen. Like, this was going to get a season two, even if the numbers were bad. Because they want Miller World and their acquisition of Miller World to be successful. Well, best of luck. I know. Uh, we're, we're getting more adaptations, and I hope they're just better than this. Because I think we're getting one for the Magic Order, which was a brand new IP. Uh, so I'll be very intrigued to see uh, if that's any good. So, uh, what would you give this this thing? A two. I'm going one and half. Man, we really didn't like this, huh? <laughs> no. No, no, no. Not at all. All right. Um, well, next week uh, is live stream for The Cure. Uh, we will be pulling down our review for 365 days, which is... Uh, like kind of a, a foreign version of Fifty Shades, I guess. Yes. So it'll just be that. Everybody, make sure you uh, check out Livestream for the Cure Five. Uh, it's it's a good cause. We're trying to stop cancer in its stupid tracks. Yeah, I, I know we we've, we've been talking about COVID a lot because you know that's our lives, but cancer will almost always be there. Uh, unless we can find a, a, a cancer immunity, like uh, cancer isn't like as highly researched apparently as COVID, and uh, or is like much tougher to defeat. So, any kind of funds we can throw its way to destroy it uh, is amazing and appreciated. Yeah, um, tell them stuff, Dan. Uh, you can find our show at NetflixandSwill.com. It's a one-stop shop for all things Netflix and Swill, including our Patreon page. Uh, Links where to find us. Uh, the Rabbit Ears TV podcast, which will have two epis this month. And uh, uh, other stuff. Stacking Triggers, our Magic the Gathering podcast, where this week we talk about uh, the competitive scene of Magic the Gathering and why it's probably failing. Yeah, specifically as it pertains to esports. Which I still can't believe is a thing. What, esports? Yeah, it just... Uh, Generally, the idea seems odd to me. Eh. I guess when you have, like, competitive games, there's always going to be, like, that that top, top tier, and people are going to want to monetize that in some way. I don't know. It's like that one South Park episode where Stan is, like, or, no, I think it's Kyle is, like, yelling at his brother for watching people stream stuff on Twitch, and he's like, dude, we can go downstairs and play Xbox right now. And he's like, oh, you want to play video games yourself? What are you, a grandpa? <laughs> I don't know. The, my favorite comparison to that is always like people who complain about other people watching video games, but then will go watch people play sports. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I don't watch sports either, so no, I just I, don't like watching people do things. That's fair. Um, unless it's play instruments. Speaking of which, uh, thank you to Space Weather for the use of our theme song, Bitter, uh, which is the pill that Corey Baker will have to swallow after hearing us <laughs> shit on... Uh, I forget the name of the show. Jupiter's, Jupiter's Legacy. Legacy. There we go. It, it's not It's not important enough to me, clearly. Um, sorry, man. Yeah, I'm sorry you like the, the bad thing. <laughs> it's your fault, not ours. Yeah. There's no accounting for taste. Yeah, that's it. Uh, until next week, this is Caleb saying we'll see you next Tuesday. Netflix and Swill is an independent podcast. As such, we believe in the scrappy underdogs of the podcast world. If you're an indie podcast and would like us to run your promo on our show, please contact us. The little guys need to stick together. If you enjoy what we're doing, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts and telling a friend. The more we grow, the better the show will be. Thank you for being part of the Netflix and Swill family.